Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Massive Attack podcast. I'm Joe, and with me as always is Mitch. Cousin? Cousin Mitch? Could be Cousin Mitch. We were when we were wrestling, weren't we? I think so. My cousin Titanic? Yeah. (laughs) When I got my hair cut? What a a dismal event that was. (laughs) Anyway, that's a very in-joke that people won't understand. Only us. I I barely understand it. That's how how we (laughs) joke it is. Anyway, we are continuing with the Massive Attack A to Z, and today... We drew out of the hat for D. We didn't draw D out of the hat, no. Yeah, I put my D in the bottom of the hat, hoping you'd pick it out, but you picked out... David Duke, the white supremacist. Oh. No, that's That's not not what what we're doing. That's not what I researched, sorry. Okay, no, we are doing the Dukes of Hazard. Damn Dukes! (laughs) Are we going to concentrate mainly on the TV show, or are we going to cover the whole gamut? Gamut? It was a great word. Isn't that a... No, it's a gannet. Oh, okay. Gamut. G. Yeah, there you go. We're looking for G's. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, enough banter. Dukes of Hazard. What can you tell me about Dukes of Hazard? I can tell you lots. I'm sure you can. How about we start with The Moon Runners? Okay. It's a movie from 1975. But this is D for Dukes of Hazard. I know, I know, but trust me, come on a little journey. I'm like a balladeer. I will tell you a story. All right. We'll get to that. Moon Runners is a, a movie created by the same guy who created The Dukes of Hazard. And it was about moonshiners who went around. They had a corrupt politician and sheriff, and they were guys who got up to hijinks running moonshine. And it was a B-movie, you know, a very popular second feature at a drive-in sort of thing in 1975. And the concept was good enough that people thought at Warner Brothers, I think it was, said, can we turn this into a TV show? But can you kid it down a little bit? So that's where the Dukes of Hazzard was born, basically. So they turned this movie into, they kept the Uncle Jesse character. Not not so much the young, he was called Uncle Jesse, or Jesse, but he wasn't the guy's uncle. The two main protagonists were cousins. They weren't Dukes, but they were cousins. Cooter, who's in Dukes of Hazard, was in it. The Sheriff character and Boss of I only watched the first well, hour. The Sheriff character is the same name. They're both Roscoe Coltrane. Yeah. but I, um, I think he gets the P in Dukes of Hazard. Well, season four, he gets the P, I think. It's pretty much it. Now, I mean, I do have a nostalgia for 70s films. So I went back and tried to watch this before we recorded, and I only got about 50 minutes in before I couldn't watch anymore not that i couldn't watch anymore it's just i ran out of time but it wasn't bad for what it was but it was, it was a real film in that way and sort of characters were a bit interesting jesse was a bit more moralistic but not you know he was a bible bashing moonshiner it was it was interesting in that way but interesting read the interesting most interesting thing for me and how many times do i want to say interesting it was reading up about this was there's a character or not a character a a real person who you read about as well yeah the old jerry rushing is his name who was a famous moonshiner from way back and Guy Marshall I think his name was or Guy somebody who was a producer of the show and the movie sat down and got a whole lot of stories out of him and this and that and essentially Guy Guy Walden Guy Guy. Walden got all these stories out of him based the movie and the TV show essentially off this Jerry Rushing character's life he was the stunt driver in the movie he was in an episode of Dukes of Hazzard like one of the early episodes because he was going to be a recurring character he never was sort of got a rough end of the deal and he did sue one Brothers for an undisclosed amount for pretty much stealing his stealing life story. Concept. Yeah, because okay. there was like 13 characters in the Moon Runners movie that were either based on him or people he knew. Hmm. So I was like, interesting cat. Now, if you don't know what moonshining is, I'll, t- I'll tell you what that moonshine is hillbilly whiskey. Yeah, distilled liquor. They say it's whiskey, but uh, it's clear, so I don't know what the deal is i don't i don't know enough about it but yes it's um corn turned into a alcohol yep. on a still oh well, it's all illegal the reason it was it's all from prohibition times there was no taxes on it so it was the atf of the people that are after it 
hmm. in America. So transport, there was no taxes, essentially. So therefore, moonshine was illegal because the council and the government was not getting any money on it and running it across borders was all illegal and all these sort of things. So that's essentially in the Moonrunners was they were running moonshine. So you'd yeah. have the guy making the steel, making the whiskey, and these guys would take it out. The history of moon running or moonshining is freaking awesome. Yeah, I can remember watching a documentary that was... I think set in the early 1930s, 1940s, something like that. When was Prohibition around that time? And in that stage, they were driving hotted up little whatever the cars were of the day. Mm. And they had these cars that looked like normal cars on the outside, but they were like super hotted up, better engines and stuff, so they could run away from the cops. Yep, that's exactly what they were. They were just normal stock standard cars, so they looked inconspicuous with the super hotted up engine, and they had little tricks where they could turn the headlights off. Obviously, you can turn headlights off, but you could actually turn your brake lights and this and that with switches, so when you go in the woods or when you're being chased, you couldn't be seen. Little things like that, hidden compartments for the moonshine, all this sort of stuff, and that was... Moonshiners did that, and they were stock cars, essentially, is what they called them, because they looked inconspicuous. And you would have famous moonshiners around, and that's what Moonrunners was about, because it has a sort of effect of that they were really good drivers and then it got to points where these moonshiners would say oh I'm a better driver than you I'm a better driver than you so they would have organised races in their cars around dirt tracks in circles seeing who was a better driver and NASCAR was born it came from moonshiners basically yeah. bad stock cars which they call NASCAR races it's not you know stock because that's what they were yeah. they were just hotted up stock cars so you know it's fascinating history behind all of this and we get this kiddie little show which I remember as a kid watching yeah. this show that was it was a fun family kids entertaining show because if i hadn't read the wikipedia page i would be turning around to you and going and what does moonshiners have to do with the jigsaw has it exactly i never knew until yeah it's sort of like so same principle the tv show was bo and luke were cousins i never i don't their parents were never apparently i'll mention they died in a car accident but both sets of parents because they're cousins aren't they everyone seems to be cousins but well, no one seems they to be are, brothers they are from the south so their cousins could have been parents okay well that's what i don't <laughs> quite get like everyone seems to be cousins there's uncle jesse and daisy duke's a cousin as well yeah but they never explained the family no marriage, no but yeah but the dukes have been on the family farm for 100 years or something yeah. yeah so you've got the duke boys who are living with their uncle jesse they are on probation because they don't explain why or is it because of the moonshine i think it's because of the moonshine and i think I, I think in that very first episode, they explained that they got busted for moonshine and the two cousins were going to go to jail, but Uncle Jesse did a deal with them and said that if he stopped making moonshine, yep. they wouldn't go to jail. And yep. part of their probation is they're not allowed to cross state lines and they're not allowed to carry firearms yep. or just generally get into trouble with the law. It's they just do. Hmm. Yeah. So you've got them. So the main characters are Bo oh, and, and Luke Duke. Yep. And you've got their Uncle Jesse. They've got their cousin Daisy, who Daisy Duke, who is famous for, if you to use the term Daisy Dukes, their cut-off jeans, really short, 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 short denim shorts. Yes. And boy, were they short. Mm. They looked painfully dangerous. They didn't look like cut-offs in a couple of the episodes that I they just, just rewatched. They ridiculous. just looked like very short shorts. Yes. Um, so that was the good guys. They had a friend called Cooter, who was a mechanic. There was the bad guys of the show. There was Boss Hog. Was he the mayor? I think so. But he's also everything. Local had his fingers entrepreneur. In a, he had his yeah. fingers in a lot of businesses and pies. He owned a lot of the land, including the Duke's farm. He had the, the title for that, so they had to pay him. And he also was in charge of the police force, in a way. So you had Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane yep. and a couple of his deputies. Yeah, and they so, also explained that Roscoe's sister is married to Boss Hogg in that first episode as well. Yes, so they were sort of indebted in a way. And, and Boss Hogg is 
very maniacal and in charge, but he is beholden to his wife, Lulu. Yep. So, hierarchy of it. And it's just quirky hijinks where they're pretty much the same episode every time. There's a crime gone down. Boss Hog wants to pin it on the Dukes. The Dukes get away, prove who did it, catch the bad guys, and everything goes back to normal at the end. Yeah. Essentially. Hmm. They can't use guns. They're always using bows and arrow. I never figured out until that first episode rewatching that they can't use guns. That's why he's always got this freaking bow and arrow. Their history, according to the wiki, Tom Whoppet plays Bo, <laughs> which is the dark head of the Duke Cousins. Yep. Uh, he plays the older of the two, who is an ex-Marine and boxer. Okay. Yeah. And, and Luke, which is the blonde one, played by Don Schneider, who uh, he is a NASCAR or stock car racer. And that's about it. Yep. As far as that. So that's their histories, as far as the show. And, yeah, they sort of use those skills to their advantage. And the main character of the show is the car. Yeah. So, if you know, the General Lee, the orange 1969 Dodge Charger. With the Confederate flag on the roof. And the Zero one on the side. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty damn iconic and cool. Yeah, so we mentioned before in Moonrunners how they were driving stock cars to avoid getting attention Mm. and getting away from the police and the ATF. If you're driving around in a bright orange car with a number painted on the side, a horn that plays Dixieland Jubilee or whatever the song is, it's not exactly being inconspicuous. They weren't never hiding. Because the thing with the Dukes, they almost tempted the cops and pushed them. And, you know, they seemed to clear jumps that the cop cars couldn't but the amount of cars they went through on this show now there's a famous story that goes around that the 1969 iconic 1969 Dodge Charger was you know as the show was great it went for six seasons they went through so many cars and there's a rumour or a story goes around that the producer of the show would drive around LA and if he ever saw one of the cars he would (laughs) flag the car down chase them pull them over and buy it on the spot and just throw money at the owners saying I want to buy your car because one of the things the show was famous for is ridiculous stunts where they do massive jumps and this and that and you see the cars bottom out when they land on some of these crashes the cars are in yeah they they do a jump and then they they pretty much collapse the nose of the car when it lands and then the next scene they're driving off undamaged so so they went through a lot of cars in when you say a lot of cars looking at the Wikipedia they're saying an estimated 309 Dodge Charges wow how many years did the show run the six Eight or seventy nine to eighty five, I think. Yeah, so that's a lot of cars. Yeah. Oh, and the, not to mention the cop cars. Exactly. They so said it was an expensive show because they kept having to fix these cars. Because I'm sure there would have been close up cars, and if they were going to send one over a big ramp or whatever, it was going to be one of the dodgy fixed up ones yeah. that they could afford to break again. But rewatching, I watched about four episodes again for this. Some of the stunts they pulled, they got awfully close to each other, and just it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it looked great because it was so raw. But that's like they were getting close to some like hitting a lot of people and didn't look safe. I'm no, sure it but, was, but I, it didn't I think look safe. I think the old occupational health and safety might have been a bit different in the late seventies. Maybe, but it didn't look like a cheap show. Like obviously the sets and the the rest oh, of it was is one I watched last cheap. night where it was obviously in a sound stage. Like, they drive up, pull over, and they get out, and it's sort of like, you're not outdoors. They're not even <laughs> close to being outdoors. But, you know, that's fine. I mean, it, but there was a lot of outdoor stuff. You know, yeah, exactly. All the, it was all, every episode had a driving get car chase, at least one. Mm. So it wouldn't have been a cheap show. It rated really well. And looking, even in its worst year, like the last year when its ratings were at worst, it was still reaching 13 million viewers. That's which crazy, is ridiculous it? in modern day ratings. It's just... You know, you kill for that sort of stuff. All right. Now, can I talk about Moonshine a bit? Well, you can. Uh, now, you know, they say it makes you go blind. Have you heard that? Where, yes. You know, because it's very strong. Yep. And can be over 100 proof. But they also, these stills were all homemade and whatever, and some people made them in radiators, car radiators. And the lead 
in the car radiators, like in the the did it. That's what caused the blindness on people. So that's why I did, I always heard odds of this and that. But yes, this yeah. little factoid that I picked oh. up on. So I was more excited about the facts of moonshining than I am about the show. But yes. Obviously, this is an American show that was made late 70s, early 80s. When I was a kid, I, I, I was trying to work out what my earliest memory of watching The Dukes of Hazard was. And I think I must have seen reruns of it when it was already finished. Because my earliest memory is probably about 1985. And I moved from coastal New South Wales to suburban Adelaide in South Australia. And when we lived in New South Wales, we only had two channels. We had a commercial channel and we had the ABC, which is the government broadcaster and then when we moved to adelaide they had four commercial channels three commercial channels i think at that stage Mm -hmm. plus abc and i can remember staying in a motel for a couple of days in that sort of transition period while we were waiting to move into our new house and i saw dukes of hazard on tv in the motel and at that stage i was like a big hot wheels fan and i can remember being on the countertop in the motel watching dukes of hazard with my little hot wheels police car and whatever car i was using as the general e and i was chasing each other around and thinking my god why haven't i seen this show before but I, I can't really looking at it now it must have been reruns sort of early in the evening it wasn't a prime time show i don't think no, it was, was rerun. i remember watching it i i think i watched it first run so i was talking early 80s when i was watching it my cousins who are younger than me they had the toys which were a decent sized car you know the figures were like probably bigger than star wars figures and they fitted in the car so it was okay. decent and they're younger than me so we were watching it at that point Hmm. And it was sort of a family kitty show from memory. But watching that first episode, no, no. It, it wasn't. No, definitely. Because you, you texted me while you were watching it because I just picked a random episode on, on Daily Emotion and there is quite a lot of episodes on Daily Emotion if you want to go and watch it. Hmm. But I went back and watched the first episode and yeah, the innuendo in that episode, the fact that Daisy's wandering around with the, the skimpiest of skimpy shorts on, mm-hmm. you have, I think it's Luke running around without a shirt on for a couple of scenes. Yeah, him saying, if you weren't my cousin. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay. And Daisy's in, I think it's the, the hog's den or the hog's nest or Oops. something where, where she's working. Mm. And there's like a, a sleazy dude trying to pick her up, going, "Oh, he wants me to take her to a hotel, motel downtown and stuff." It, it wasn't a kid's show, not really. And my memory of it before I went back were these two good old boys. And when I, this is obviously the song for the good old boys was the the theme song for the show was by Waylon Jennings, who was actually the narrator for the show. Yeah, your uncle, the ballad, uncle yeah. Waylon. Yeah, yeah, of course. So he's actually another character to the show. The song is the good old boys, but I, I can't think of a better term for what I re I think of them as they were good boys who would go around help people you know it's sort of like the sheriff was corrupt and so was the mayor and they would help out people in trouble and technically that's what the show was about they would help out people in trouble but that first episode they found out about these the corrupt mayor bringing in poker machines poker machines and they would they stole them and put them out somewhere else and they got money to help save a an orphanage yeah so it's sort of like oh, okay so they are doing that but well they do say in the theme song that they're like two modern day Robin Hoods and they are pretty much but, it just, but like they that. were you know boxing and they treat people badly and set people up and it's sort of like and they were really snarky about yeah, they were not nice. Where my memory of them, they were really nice guys who just help people, yeah. and they are that, but at the expense of. Are they still running moonshine? I don't think they are, because I think Uncle Jesse does mention it in that first episode that he stopped running moonshine, and they're bringing these poker machines or these you know slot machines into the farm, and it's going to jeopardise their probation. And he goes on a bit of a tirade about how you know they were moonshiners for two hundred years and they've lived in this same farm, and he doesn't want to lose his farm because yeah. his cousins or nephews, whatever they are, are being idiots. Basically. Yeah, so it was. 
I just mine was blown on the whole. Yeah. Really? Were they okay? I just I thought they were good boys, but they are good boys, but yeah. obviously have a past. Yeah, exactly. And they sort of got into bar fights and stuff in that first episode too, where they sort of went looking for trouble in a way, which I don't remember. Yeah, well, Luke sort of sticks up for Daisy when Daisy doesn't want him to, and they almost get into a bar fight in that first scene. And another thing I noticed, there was a lot more ADR stuff. Every time there's a driving scene, they're talking, and it's obviously they're not talking while they're filming the scene. It's them just talking over the top of it. And, you know, Bo's sort of having a go at Luke's driving ability, and then Luke has a go back at Bo, and it's like, I don't yeah, remember Yeah, they were a bit more them. antagonistic in that Yeah, really. I don't remember them mm. being like that when, when I watched it. But then I, I think I must have watched later episodes, because I can remember being a huge fan of Enos, who's the sort of bumbling deputy. Well, he's, an, he's a deputy who was a, who went to school with Daisy, so he knows the Dukes, and he's actually quite nice, but he's a cop in a corrupt system, so yeah. he's, he's conflicted. And I think early on, he didn't have that big a role, and then later in the seasons, he did. To a point where he got a spin-off. Yeah, and I think I can remember watching the Enos spin-off as well did when it? I was a kid. I couldn't find any copies of it anywhere. Oh, I wanted really? to yeah. check I, it out. I'm sure yeah. I've seen I don't it remember when I was a kid. It. And then they brought in another deputy for a little while who was Boss, Boss Hogg's. Nephew, nephew or, or yeah. something, yeah, Cletus Hogg. But yeah, I, there is a lot of stuff in this that a teenage kid would enjoy. Daisy Duke, exactly, and a car. And as a young teen, I think the car chases is and probably they had adventures. What they were doing going off almost like if you go back and listen to my famous five episode. I love torches. They took the torches to a new level. They would go out adventuring with bows and arrows and torches. In the episode I watched, CB radios. Yes, good point. This is what I was going to get at. Now, I was watching Blue Thunder on telly the other day, <laughs> and I remember watching Blue, getting excited when Blue Thunder came out at the cinemas because, oh, it's got Roy Schneider in it. Roy Schneider was in Jaws. Jaws was awesome. And I realised I had a very limited cinema knowledge back then when I was a kid. So I grew up and I watched Star Wars and all that. So, you know, if anyone from Star Wars was in something, I'd watch it. And I ended up watching Jaws, obviously, at an early point. So Roy Snyder was an actor. I had no idea who De Niro was or Pacino or anyone like that. So Schneider was the guy from Jaws. He's cool. He's in Blue Thunder. It's got helicopters. This is even cooler. So watching that, it's sort of like it took me back to that time going, well, my limited my limited world is only so big and these are part of it. And then I realized, what would I have been watching? And probably the biggest actor of the time for me in the world, and to an extent in the world, he would have been too, was Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Because, you know, he was probably the biggest actor of the time as far as dollars go outside of your brandos and things like that but i had no idea who those guys were Hmm. but i certainly knew who burt reynolds was because i watched the shit out of smoking the bandit i watched the shit out of the cannonball run so cbs and cars was my wheelhouse literally for that time so dukes of hazard fitted right into me loving you know and tv shows like the fall guy starsky and hutch i couldn't tell you what starsky and hutch was about i knew it had a cool car my folks watched it because it must have been a more adult sort of cop show yeah sort of definitely thing. it was but it had the cool car and even the, the professionals had a capri which is a fucking cool car and it was yeah. iconic but it was still cool well not like the the intro which is where they're driving their ford grand torino down the alleyway and all the papers are flying and stuff it's that's probably the only thing i could tell you about starsky a lot of much talking about your matchbox cars playing with them i used to do that i watched a fall guy with the with the fall guy truck yeah and i would mimic if it was on screen i would mimic what it was doing and i had the knight rider car in matchbox i had trans am from from um, smoking the bandit okay i had a lot of those cars so for me this is right in my wheelhouse and this is what i grew up so cb radios were the coolest things mm. you know going out and having these adventures in the cars and all that is and ridiculous jumps yeah and it's like and you look at what i'm driving now i'm not that boy i didn't i didn't follow <laughs> that i didn't i never got a v8 or anything like that but yeah it was like that was me in that time that was my little bubble so I Fi and cars hmm. or car shows and movies. So I was like, yeah, this this was it. So I probably just focused on that. I didn't actually focus on the plot or the story. 
and Flash, of course, if you like dogs. Yeah, he, he was one of the uh, prominent characters as well. Yeah, Flash. And, yeah, I'd see, you mentioned the cars, and obviously the General Lee is a major point in this. But it wasn't just the General Lee that was the, the iconic car. Like, oh, yeah. You had Boss Hog's Cadillac, which was like this huge white Cadillac with the, the bullhorns on the front. Mm-hmm. The, what you expect you know, corrupt ranch owners or whatever yep. to be driving Daisy was driving around in a 1969 Plymouth Roadrunner that was equally as cool as the General Lee the cop cars themselves were pretty Police cool cruisers, yeah, yeah exactly but they were still you know massive American boats of, of cars that were doing these crazy mainly on dirt type yep. car chases with you know big slides and corners and stuff like that and as a kid it's just something that just really just resonates but watching it now and being the fact that we are in a completely different political climate than it was in the late 70s just the amount of confederate flags on everything was quite amazing i didn't so even know what it meant obviously you had no but you had the the big one on the roof of the the general lee all of the number plates of the cop cars have confederate flags on them there's confederate flags hanging out the front of the courthouse in in you know the, the main town now, now we used to wrestle yeah you used to wrestle as a certain character yes i did what was that white trash what was your entrance music sweet home alabama so you had a bit of a southern i did and i had a, a confederate flag bandana for exactly a while. yes did so, you really know even then what the confederate meant like, right. it was just the, it the, a... the southern good old boys wasn't it mm. but yeah now would you now no definitely no, wouldn't you would now <laughs> but it's not that long ago we just in australia ignorant we are yeah i, I think it's only just recently been outlawed in the states though, hasn't it uh i think so yes and there's states that want to bring it back and who knows under <laughs> hair trump we may get it but apparently to a point now where warner brothers who owns the rights to this will not make any more merchandise with the general lee because of the confederate flag okay well so, that, that makes sense so it's, that it is obviously an issue well they did address it in the movie now let's talk about the, we've talked about the series I, I i did enjoy going back and i ended up watching four episodes now i could have easily stopped at one and gone yeah i remember now well before we go jumping into the movie I, we will talk a little bit more about the episodes because yeah. i did watch I, I watched three episodes i watched the very first one me too yep and then i picked a random one from series three or something like that to watch just to see what that was like as well yep and then i thought i can't kind of don't remember later on when they changed the juke points yes yes I, I can kind of remember it happening, but I don't remember why it happened or anything like that. So I thought I would pick a random episode later in the season series where Bo and Luke had gone and they had... Well, cause that's because um, Bo had gone off to become a NASCAR driver. Okay. Or Luke, one of them. The blonde one. Luke. Luke went off to become a NASCAR driver. That's why they left. In real life, there well, was a pay dispute. Well, I was about to say it was probably because of the fact that they weren't getting paid as much as they thought they should have been mm, getting. Yes. But yeah, so they brought in Coy, Vance. Coy and Vance, mm-hmm. which are pretty stupid names when you think about it. And they looked exactly like them. Yep. And they pretty much had the same story. One was a stock car driver and the other one was an ex-Marine boxer. But yeah. And they were cousins as well? Mm-hmm. They were Duke, more Duke boys. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, they bought them in for half, a little over half a season until the pay dispute got sorted and they were ousted and apparently there was a crossover scene which I, w- I did a w- hope to watch that and I probably still will actually. I enjoyed watching this enough that I could easily go to... U- They're all on Daily Motion or a lot of them are. Yeah. So check them out. So yeah, they did the pay dispute but it wasn't the first pay dispute on the show. Did you know that? No. Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane also left early on in season two Okay. over an issue. He had a... He was standing off for some reason they bought in a couple of different ones including Dixon Sergeant. Really? Yes. If you know you're bewitched. He was the sheriff for a couple of episodes. Yeah. Was he the guy that was in that $6 million man episode or was that Dick Yes, York? that was him. 
That okay. was him. Yeah. Yep. So, whoa. I don't know. He's alumni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do know your dicks. Yeah, it was kind of weird. So, how were Vance and Coy? Really? I, I don't know if it was as good a episode. Gooder. Gooder. That's my English is great. <laughs> Y'all. I, yeah, I don't know. I, the episode I watched was a girl that one of them had known. Hang on, I'm getting confused here because that was the first episode. Th- there was some young girl that was hanging around that kind of had the hots for the blonde one. I think that was mm-hmm. Vance. And he was kind of like, well, you're too young. Why should I like you sort of thing? But it was a very convoluted story. And I was kind of watching it while I was cooking dinner. And a lot of it didn't make sense. So, yeah, I, I don't think the acting quality was as good as Bo and Luke. But I, I think possibly they were just running out of storylines based on the fact that... It's the same story every it's time. It's the same story every time. It's something is either coming through hazard that's going to cause problems or something in hazard is not quite right. And, and again, I, I'm saying in hazard, but hazard is the county. I don't even think they mention the town because they're in this farm in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of the, the town and they show shots of the town and it looks like, yeah, there's high-rise buildings, or not high-rise, but there's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's you know, a couple of storey, you know, four-storey yeah. courthouse and stuff like that and the jail looks to be multi-storey as well. And it's weird because sometimes they're in what looks like a, a suburban little town and other times they're in backwards dirt roads, middle of nowhere, jumping off bridges that don't exist. And yeah. there's a hell of a lot of roadworks going on in Hazard County. Always, yeah. Because there's always, you know, open ditches or, you know, bridges that have haven't been completely made so they can jump over them. I, I don't Piles know if, of dirt that turn into ramps really nicely. Yeah, so I don't know if there is just really good infrastructure in Hazard County or whether there is really bad infrastructure in I'd Hazard County. I'd say really County. bad because... Corrupt boss hole. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. But, yeah, so going on from the multiple series of Duke's Hazard... Well, if we're going to stick with the series for two seconds, two, I watched four episodes. The okay. first one, like you. The next one I watched was a episode where there was a, a motocross tournament in town run by Boss Hog to get people with motorbikes to come to, to Hazard County. And what he did was had people steal the bikes, <laughs> respray them and sell them. That was his ploy. And that was that story. Another one I watched, because I read up on it, there was one called Jude Emery. And it's because it was a, sort of a backdoor pilot to try and get a spin-off show off. So this guy turned up who was a Texas Ranger, who turned up, who carried a gun, but it didn't work because, you know, it made him think that, he could, you know, if his gun don't work, he's got to think of other ways around the problem, that sort of stuff. And he was just this good old Texas Ranger guy, you know, not like Walker Texas Ranger, but he was just problem solver kind of guy, get around. Had an iconic sort of pickup truck that I'm sure would have been an iconic car, should it have gone to series. It didn't. So there was that. And in the same season, I think it was both season two, or very early in the show, there was another one called the Mason Dixon Girls. And it was about this, this guy called Mason Dixon, who comes from a great line of Pinkertons, which are detectives. Okay. And he drove like a Winnebago and he had two hot girls that were sort of his muscle and they'd go around and they'd, they were work for the government, they weren't government, they were private detectives. So they're driving around this Winnebago with a lab in it and all this sort of stuff and there was a, a trail bike on the front and a convertible Trans Am sort of in the Winnebago that would come out and chase and the girls would chase after the bad guys. So, you know, the iconic car going on with this. And again, Mason Dixon girls didn't make it to a series or anything past this backdoor pilot, but I watched those two because I read they were two attempts at trying to make something else. And yeah, it was just strange. Probably a lot more failed pilots or backdoor pilots that we didn't know were meant to be somethings coming out of that. Well, it did go on to spawn a cartoon series. It did? When was that, 1983? 
1982. I think so, yeah. And uh, the cartoon spun off when Vance and Coy were in it. So Vance and Coy are in the first lot of the cartoons. I'm not sure. There was two seasons of the cartoon. I'm not sure if Bo and Luke came back in the second one. They did come back. I didn't bother to actually watch all of the cartoon. I just watched a bit of the first episode. I watched the first one. It was called The Dukes. It's on Kiss Cartoon. We've mentioned it plenty of times before. And it is a... To fight for the Duke's land, they are driving around the world race with Boss Hog. Literally, they're driving around the world. Yeah, because that first If you can afford to drive around the world, you could probably pay off your land. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Just the uh, shipping of getting the General Lee from Southern America down to Australia would have cost them a fortune. Yeah. And they would have been driving on the wrong side of the road. But But anyway, so in that first episode of the cartoon... They they start in Australia. In Australia. And they meet one of their cousins Cousins. from Australia. He's got a pet kangaroo. A boxing kangaroo. It's actually... And they didn't do Australia too badly. Like, they could have been more ridiculous and that wasn't... Apart from having a boxing kangaroo as a pet, which we all do, but... The accents weren't stupid strong. They were actually pretty subdued. Yeah, and it wasn't was, too bad. You didn't finish it. Yeah, I, through I, it. I only got about halfway through. But no, he wasn't getting around with a Cobra or Slouchat or whatever with corks hanging no. off it or anything quite that bad. I mean, he looked like one of them. He didn't look Aussie. He didn't have a blue bond singlet or anything like no. that. No, and he wasn't calling everyone mate no. and carrying on. But he did have a kangaroo. Yeah, but as you said, we all do. <laughs> And I think there was a, another scene where there was koala bears dropping out of a tree into Boss Hog's car or something, wasn't there? Yeah. Drop bears. Well, they're real. Yep, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. And there was also another cartoon that was kind of a spin Kind of based on it. Another cartoon that Hanna-Barbera put out called Trollkins. Trollkins, yeah. Which kind of got touted as being a cross between the Smurfs and Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, I watched one episode, ten minutes long, and I'm never going to get them back. No. But I don't know how they copied the Smurfs because it was, they both opened, launched, debuted, yeah. debuted on the same day, same time spot. So they're on opposing channels. Hmm. And it was these trolls that lived on a tree, and it was a township was the tree, essentially. And you had these main characters in the first episode I saw. So you got these bad guys who were like motorbikey gang, the trolling choppers or something like that. Then you've got the main cast, which is a guy and a girl and a dog. And then you've got the girl's dad as the sheriff. And then there's a boss hog slash Mary kind of character. Well, he's a mayor, mayor troll kid or something stupid. Yeah. Who's a bit like boss hog, but a bit more bumbly. And then it's just, it was shit. It was orange. Like, if you ask me what it was, I just remember it being very orange. Like, the background characters were orange. Like, every tree was, was orange. It yeah. was just orange with mm-hmm. some blue, ordinary looking characters. Like, and annoying. Like, everyone talked slowly. Everything just seemed to take forever. There were gags that took forever to play out. There was no laugh track, so I didn't know if I was meant to laugh or not. Yeah, well, it was see, just shit. But you did a lot better than me because I didn't even bother. The only time I've seen it is that little two seconds you just showed me before. I just read the wiki and thought, nah, not for me. No, I'm going to research this. Thing. Of course you do. But obviously Jigs Hazard was big in the 70s and 80s. Yep. It was big with our generation. Mm-hmm. And then obviously as that generation gets a bit older and starts to have a bit of money, the remake of the movie comes around. So what was that, 2005? I think it was 2005, yeah. With Johnny Knoxfield and Sean William Scott playing Bowen Duke. Quite and appropriate. Jessica Simpson playing Daisy. And, and Willie, Nelson Willie Nelson playing Uncle Jesse. Hmm. And Burt Reynolds playing Boss Hulk. Okay. Mm. See, I, I haven't seen the movie. Burt Reynolds going back. Everything loops around. Yeah. It? Have you seen it? Yes. And is it any good? Out. No. No. But I, it's probably... Because I watched it going, they're not likable. The main characters aren't likable. I don't, And they're doing all these scams or, the, you know, they're getting into fights and they're trying to be womanizers and, you know, or they're, they're just chasing tail 
chasing fights and really pushing the cops and that sort of stuff. Going back and watching the first episode, I was like, no, it's actually quite true to that first episode. Where, but they would fight each other all the time. Because okay. one would say they're better than the other and they'd always get into fights. And that. So that they weren't likeable characters. Where I, my memory of them was, I like Bo and Luke. I think they were really nice guys. I want to hang out with Bo and Luke. Watching the movie, it's like, these guys are dicks. Hmm. And they do come across in the in the show. Luke, obviously, being the younger one, is the flirts with all the women. A bit, more te- a bit more of a temper. Yeah. Whereas Bo, on the other hand, is the more... Level-headed. Level-headed. Yeah. yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. And Daisy is always the one that, whenever they just need to distract someone, there she, she is. She in a bikini. In a bikini, and- laying in the middle of the road, fixing her car or whatever it was in that first first episode and actually in the other episode I watched they were trying to hijack a truck full of appliances that was coming into town so she was just standing in a bikini in the middle of the road in that episode as well so maybe that was something that happened that's a lot. what she did but she, I, I just I mean it was gratuitous and I guess that's what it was there for in the short shorts the Mason Dixon girls episode had them bending over like there was a <laughs> camera looking at them bent over in these tight jeans going oh okay there you go and at the end it goes come on let's get to it and Mason Dixon slaps them both on the ass and I was like okay I know it's worse that all the confederate flag but <laughs> it's very different. Well, I mean, um, Jessica Simpson was Daisy Duke in the movie for the, obviously the sex appeal element of it all and that sort of thing. But just from memory, it wasn't a good movie. But they addressed the Confederate flag issue. Oh, did they? Where they had a cooter. I forget who was playing him in the movie, but they remade the car. or well, they got the car done up. They needed a, a car for it. So they got that and he sprayed it and they did an orange. And they looked at the roof and what you put this on the roof for? And they go, oh, you know, it's got a bit of a Southern style and this and that. And then they actually go in and they're trying to meet chicks at the college or something like that. And they were getting abused people <laughs> yeah so they okay. actually addressed that right. in the new movie for that reason so it was there and they addressed that it's not right so but very forgetful movie but they did do another movie called Dukes of Hazard the beginning which I only got halfway through again because I sort of was watching it at one point on the weekend and never got back to it but I'm ashamed to say I did laugh I can't tell you what it was because I can't remember but I did laugh out loud at a moment in it and it was quite funny but it was the origin of this so you had the first time the Duke boys turned up so you're sort of seeing them why they got into trouble. Plus, you got Jesse and Boss Hogg are friends at the start. Okay. And Boss Hogg was a moonshiner as well, but he was going, we've got to go bigger, we've got, we've got, to, do, we've got to do it differently. And Jesse's like, I can't, I, this is the way I do it. This is, and that's where they come into the, the feud, essentially, from that origin. Gary Cole is the balladeer in this one. Willie Nelson reprised his role as Uncle Jesse. Okay. But oh. it, it's, it wasn't bad. And Lulu is actually in it too, and that's Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks, so... Huh. It, I'm kind of tempted to go back because I'd seen the first episode again. I've gone back and it's like, it all ties in. Like, they've actually addressed a lot of the elements kind of nicely. It was still a shit film, but they kind of did it. And they had a girl, I mean, they had the origins of the Daisy Dukes as well because she was turned, she went to get a job at the Boar's Nest. And it's like, oh, you got to dress differently. And they were almost all the girls, they were all sort of dressed like Hooters waitresses and stuff like that. And she's like got the hair tied back and the hair and um, glasses and she draws a bit conservatively and all this sort of stuff. And then she goes and she's actually has a wardrobe scene montage where she's trying different clothes on and she's been wearing these knee length jorts yeah. for a while and then she sort of gets the scissors out and cuts the shit out of them <laughs> and makes the <laughs> Daisy Duke so you actually get the origin of the Daisy Duke shorts yeah so I'm, I'm kind of tempted to finish it now I know the origins of the rest of the movie and how it all plays out it's like yeah kind of it makes sense but there were two reunion films in the 90s what was that? where they got the cast back that were alive and they went Dukes of Hazard the reunion a TV movie and then Dukes of Hazard in a Hollywood 
Hollywood, I think, was the other one, which I couldn't find any copies of because I actually wouldn't mind seeing them because I do remember at the time there was a couple of reunion shows were sort of coming back on TV and I was with my girlfriend at the time that was sort of, she saw it on Entertainment Tonight or any one of those sort of shows and they were saying, oh, the boys, Tom Whoppet and John Snyder wanted to get in shape before they want to come back. They didn't want to come back looking terrible. They looked awesome. Like in 95, they still look pretty damn good, which I suppose it's only 10 years after the show. It's not yep. that bad. But John Snyder, I know quite well, is playing Park Kent in Smallville for... Okay, well, six seasons or I was so. just about to say, did anyone go on to be anything else after Dukes of Hazard? I don't think I've seen Catherine Bach, who played Daisy, in anything other than Dukes of Hazzard. I think Days of Our Lives or something. Well, there was a great episode in Smallville where John Snyder was affected by Kryptonite in some way and he became angry. And he does, in his pickup truck, he does, in the middle of a Smallville town, he drives through, sort of locks the wheels up, does it sideways, open the door and abuses someone on the street, all in one motion. <laughs> it's like, you still got it! <laughs> that was pretty cool. And Tom Whoppet did turn up as an old friend in one episode and he turned up in a green Dodge Charger. Okay. So there was a nice little reference to that. So well, that was there's that cool. episode of South Park where they just throw up a picture of Tom Whoppet in the credits and just say Tom Whoppet <laughs> for some unknown reason. But uh, as far as the rest of them go, I think James Best, who played Roscoe P. Coltrane, died. He'd been in, in a lot of things. Yeah, he had, but he died in 2015, so obviously we're not going to see anything else of him. Mm. Denver Pyle, who played Uncle Jesse, I think was quite famous before he, he was, was Uncle in a lot Jesse. Of and things like and that. obviously he was in Grizzly Adams. He was, was Mad he? Jack in oh, Grizzly Adams. Yeah, I don't remember Grizzly Adams. No. You really didn't? No. Okay. So there goes our Dan Haggerty episode. Well, maybe I can, I can, I can learn. That's but yeah, fine. so he was, he was quite famous for being in. Grizzly Adams before he was Uncle Jesse. Yeah, I, I think Boss Hogg had been in a few things. Yes, he's been in a lot of things. And I think he is one of the smartest people in Hollywood. Okay. He's got a ridiculously high IQ. He's not as fat as you think. He actually wore a fat suit, which made him like twice as big as he is. And a method actor. Did you see that first episode? Yes. And he ate raw liver. And I was looking at that going, it must be jelly or something. No, reading about it, method actor. He actually ate raw liver. It's like, that's just gross. But he speaks five languages fluently. Mm, okay. And I have heard stories that he is one of the smartest people in Hollywood or was one of the smartest people in Hollywood. And here he is doing stupid comic relief in well, a movie. Well, he died back in 1994, so he was one of the smartest people in Hollywood, yes. but no longer. That's the Dukes. It is. And... I'm actually glad we went back. I, I'm kind of glad we did too, because as a time capsule, it shows you what late 70s, early 80s TV was. It was plotless. Well, it had one plot. They just reused it. It had no substance. It was very vacuous. But it had a fucking cool car and a really nice short, short, short pair of shorts. And it was funny. Well, talking about Sheriff Roscoe and Boss Hot, they became really good friends yeah. and they were allowed to ad lib Roscoe in the first season was a bit more played a, a bit more straight but as it became more a kiddie show he realised and recognised that yeah. so he actually goofed it up a lot more and <laughs> stuff like <laughs> exactly, that yeah. and yeah and the banter between him and Boss Hogg apparently they became very good friends afterwards and they just ad libbed a lot of shit he was never scared of Boss Hogg I always thought Roscoe was scared of Boss Hogg but yeah. now I know that his sister was Lulu and Lulu was more in charge of Boss Hogg that he nearly didn't have that fear of him because he never was going to get him fired or anything like that but he called him fat and rotund and all this all the time but there was yeah, sort it's of not exactly things you would call your boss no really, but it? it was just they had a lot of fun you could tell I'm reading that you could watch it and you go they're having a lot of fun together yeah like and I thought is he slumming it if he's meant to be one of the smartest actors in Hollywood and he's doing this stupid show it's like well he's probably got a paycheck yeah probably. for five six years probably not bad
at what other gigs were getting. And if he was having that much fun doing it, it's like, why not? It's like, good on him. I mean, the, yeah, I thought, I was embarrassed sort of thinking, oh, you know, a good actor would sneer or whatever do this. And I'm thinking, well, it didn't matter. No. If he's, if he's having a ball and he's getting a paycheck, it's work. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was good going back to see it for what that was. And I want to go back and watch so many 80s shows again now. Does it hold up? No. Do I want to go back and watch a few more episodes? I kind of do. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of weird in that way. So maybe it does hold up for that is, reason. Is it still airing anywhere here in Australia? Uh, it was on Go. Yeah, I, I had a feeling it used to be on TV1 and Foxtel, but I don't think it is anymore. I think so, yeah. If you look at the wiki, it says where it aired. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's on Go. It was a Channel 10 staple back in the day. And mm. I think, yeah, now it's on Channel 9's digital channel. But mm. I haven't caught an episode mm. for a while, so when and where it's on, I don't know. But a lot of them are on Daily Motion, so go check them out for... Nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah. All right, that's a nice place to wrap up the Jukes for Hazard. I think so. It was fun. As you said, it, it was good to go back and watch it again because it made me smile. And we there were black people in it because we joked beforehand <laughs> saying, how many black people are going to be in the show? And in the first episode, there was one. He was a construction worker, but he was he had a job. So he wasn't the, and you said the one turned up in another episode you saw and he was an escaped convict. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> Anyway, we will wrap it up there. If you have any feedback... Please let us know your stories of the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah. Did you paint your car with a Confederate flag on the roof or a big O1 on the side? Did you play with your Matchbox cars? Between the same? Hot Wheels. You no. call them Hot Wheels? I call them Matchbox. Well, see, and I, you're the English one. See, I was always a Hot Wheels fan because they had better bearings in the wheels and they slid better on shiny surfaces. You thought about this, weren't you? Oh, I, I was a big car fan. Oh, Matchbox had, cars because Matchbox had better packaging. Oh, they were just boxes. But they were Matchboxes and they had the great artwork on the sides. Yeah, I, I had quite a big collection of cars when I was a kid. I had Corgis and Majorettis as well. You are English. But, yes, but I think my favourites were the Hot Wheels, and it's something now that there is still various versions of some of the Hot Wheels I had when I was a kid are still available now. Because my with the German helmet, them. the giant German helmet on the Mini kind of yep. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and my kids get Hot Wheels quite regularly, and occasionally I will get a Hot Wheels that I had when I was a kid, and I'll be like, oh, how cool I, I am so looking forward to my son being old enough to want them. But he doesn't really care. He's got other things so i've bought a few hot wheels he's got a couple of cars and he has fun with them but i little confession here we used to go shopping every second friday when i before i was at primary school so my mum would we'd go shopping to greensboro shopping center and i there and i would throw a tantrum until mum would buy me a car and i'm talking tantrum i'm talking laying on the ground screaming and kicking and not get up until mum bought me a car so not much has changed. No. I just buy my own now. But I got a new car every fortnight, so I had a quite a good collection for a while. But sort of like, yeah. So. I was a turd of a kid, but I love my cars. <laughs> Maybe you got the reward for it. Anyway, so yes, if you have any feedback for us, jump onto our Facebook page. We are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitches. Massive Attack! Our website, which is podbean.com slash the MA podcast. And yeah, drop us some feedback. Tell us what you think. Right, it's on iTunes, apparently. All the other podcasts say that. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't think we've had an iTunes review for many episodes. Mm. So, yes. Five stars. Well, don't bother. Yeah. Go hard or go home. (laughs) So, all right. right, We're going to shake up the hat. We are. We're going to reach in. And we've got E. E's are good. E's are good. Yes. There's a few options that we can have for E. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks to reveal what our E is. Going to reveal your E. I'm going to reveal my E. At least we didn't reveal our D's for this episode. (laughs) All right, on that note, thank you, Mitch. No worries, goodbye.